It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. We have a new newsletter you can subscribe to. I tweeted out that link. It is also the link in the bio on Twitter. I can say that. Uh, not on Instagram, but on this podcast. Uh, go to the link in bio. Um, I don't want to waste too much time on this intro because Jason and I have a long discussion to have trying to predict the 53-man roster and going through that. So the podcast is going to be a little bit longer than normal, uh, but it is also going to be uh, very different and I think a lot of fun. So uh, I, I just want to get you prepped for all of that. Before we get to that, I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. Long day at work, still stuck at the office, open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Let's get to Jason Hershorn. You know him. You love him. He is America's guest. Uh, you can find him on NFL.com, SB Nation, wherever there's internet sportsing, you might find Jason Hershorn. You can also follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. Jason, thanks for coming back on Locked on Packers with what has become an annual tradition. Uh, and we have a new head coach that that you get to play. You have you have a new part. This is this is exciting stuff here. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to play Matt LaFleur. If for no other reason, then it's going to force me to stretch beyond the like waistline jokes that I made last time. So look, we're, we're really going to see how far we can stretch this bit. Well, it's like anything, Jason, you, you just have to put, no, the we can't make, in. no, Peter, we can't make those jokes anymore. We have to move on to new material. You're right. You're right. It would all be derivative if that's all we did. All right. So just like last year, we are going to take the 53 man roster. I'm going to play Brian Gutekunst. Jason is going to play Packers new head coach, Matt LaFleur. And we're going to try not to make any of the jokes we made last year, but there's, listen, no promises about any of that. And we're going to try and figure out who the 53-man roster is going to be based on the perspectives of the, you know, the, the characters that we're playing. So, Matt, let's jump right in here. Uh, let's start at a position where things are are maybe a little bit more firm than, than other positions. Let's start uh, at running back where we we only have maybe one or two decisions to make here but but before we get to the running back part of this Matt who who do you think for us are the guys that that we don't even need to discuss well I don't think we really need to go into Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams they're as injured as ever thanks for those guys Brian uh Welcome. but but look if if they can even give or give us 
don't know, combine 15 to 20 touches a game, then it, I think we're going to be okay in this game. Let's start here. Uh, Trey Carson, uh, what are we doing? He can pass protect. And I don't know if you know this, that's something that we like to do with our quarterback, keep them from being sacked. But can he do anything else? I don't think he needs to do anything else. And just doing that might be more than Dexter Williams, which fantastic use of a six round pick, my friend. Well, listen, six round picks that we had to take home run swings, third round talent, fourth round talent somewhere in there. I get it. He hasn't caught a ball since, you know, like February of last year in practice uh, somewhere in a workout somewhere. I assume I assume he can do that at some point. Are we sure we can't just sneak him on the roster because at some point this season or maybe next season, he could be a useful player? Look, I'm not going to pretend like my coaching abilities aren't, you know, beyond the pale, at least of your previous head coach. However, you know, I can't work miracles. I'm not the savior. And, you know, despite the fact that he went to Notre Dame and you would think would be able to recognize someone who could help him in the form of a savior, I just, I I don't know realistically if he's going to be able to turn the corner, which in a literal sense, I've not seen him do. All right. So Danny Vitale, though, on the team, we're pretty sure here, right? Yeah. As long as he's healthy. Yeah. And, you know, he, he came back to practice finally. So I'm feeling really good about it. And look, when you're a man as handsome as I am, you recognize talent in the form of handsomeness. That is a handsome, handsome fullback. I like fullbacks. I like handsome. This makes all the sense in the world to me. All right, so Danny's on the team. It, it, do we just open the season with Trey Carson and and see if we can sneak Dexter Williams on the practice squad? Look, if you want to prolong your error, I'm not going to fight you on that. And if it's on the practice squad, it's not really doing me any harm, so, so sure. All right, let's do it that way. You know this is hurting me, but I'm going to give you this win early. You're a new head coach. I want to make you feel good. So so let's let's go from here. Uh, where do you want to get to next? Why don't we let's just let's just jump into receivers, man. All right. There's a lot of guys. Uh we know EQ's not gonna start the season. He's injured. Yeah, like he, everyone else on our team right now. It's certainly people from Notre Dame. I mean, those guys you you love your Notre Dame. And I got to say, it is not working out so hot at the moment. It isn't, but it is working out well for Touchdown Jesus, speaking of Notre Dame. But yeah, there, there's three guys I do not think we really have to go over. Those being Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, and MVS. They're on the team. And you know they're, they're all handsome individuals like me. Again, talent recognized talent. Game recognizes game. And you know they, they're in the Matt LaFleur department of both. I didn't realize we were on the the calling oneself in the third person here, Matt. Are we, are we really doing that? Well, you weren't really part of my interview. I mean, you were there, but like you weren't making the decision. So you you spaced out. You missed all of that. Excuse me. Aaron Rodgers called you and and that should have been enough. It, it should have been. But, you know, I, I think I really am due the full attention of everybody. And I'm not going to forget you looking in the corner and checking your watch. And yeah, th- those things stick with the man. It's a nice watch. Anyway, t- speaking of touchdown, Jesus. He's on the team, right? We don't have to discuss this anymore. <laughs> I, I want to point out that there's multiple Notre Dame players for which this could apply, but assuming you mean Equinemia St. Brown, yes, maybe someone that we put on IR after final cuts, even if he's going to be back before eight weeks, it might just be a good way of freeing up a spot. But I, I think we want to have him available at least at some point this season. I, I, I was actually talking about Jake Kumara. Oh, see, you know, just there, there's I, so- I know the names are new to you. I, I understand it. 
Look, Kumro concerns me only in that he's almost as handsome as me. And if you've noticed, my assistant hires, almost all of them, bald men, they're not winning any beauty pageants. And that makes me look even more handsome. So it concerns me when one of my players might be challenging for that crown, but I am willing to dig deep down and say, you know, it, it, it's better for the team. We can have more than one handsome, handsome white man here. We can talk to him about the hair. I think the flow is is a big part of the appeal on that one. After that, Trevor Davis, if he's healthy, I mean, this was not a pick I made, but it was a pick I was in the room for. It seems like he's he's got some he's got some juice this offseason. There's so many different ways that we can use him. I mean, he he is the most obvious candidate for that jet motion and end around action that we're going to use a lot in the offense. I know we didn't see a ton of it during the preseason. I'm tr- just you know trying to hide all my tricks. I can't let the Bears know how clever and brilliant I am. But you know, when the regular season comes, I'm going to use him in that capacity, and we're starting to see him develop as more of a vertical threat. And if he can bring both of those things, even if he learns nothing else, going to do nothing else for us this season, that's enough to have him on the field, especially in those bunch formations that I'm going to use a lot of. I'm just really excited about his potential in this offense. I'm not going to get credit because I didn't make the draft pick, but I was technically part of the decision-making process. So uh, I, I like this. Let's go with it. Is there anyone else with, with EQ probably headed to IR? Do we need to keep one more? If we're going to, I have a strong opinion on who that should be. But how about we come back to receivers after we've handled the other positions and we probably have a few roster spots left and see if we can bring someone else on? All right. So let's stay with the pass catchers then. Jimmy Graham, Big Bob Tanyan, Jay Sternberger, my pick. Uh, those Those are locks. We don't have to discuss them, right? Yeah, none of them as pretty as I am, so I'm not threatened. I, I'm happy with their potential, especially in terms of Big Bob and Jace. Cool with all of that. I was checking my phone a lot during during your interview process, but I, I don't remember you you being so worried about your your looks here, Matt. Hey, look good, play good. I'm pretty sure Deion Sanders said words to that effect, and he has many Super Bowls, more than you have, sir. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. All right, so Mercedes Lewis. Is he, is he going to be a factor in the offense? Can we use him? What's the deal here? Because we could really use this roster spot if he's not going to be a part of both the run and pass game for the Packers here. Realistically, we need somebody to perform that wide role. It's, it's probably the biggest hole on the offense right now, if we're being honest. And he can't perform that role. Now, he's not going to do a lot of you know deep crossers or anything like that. Some of the stuff that I am going to have in this offense, especially those backside throwbacks that you've seen a lot of with the 49ers especially and George Kittle. However, he can be effective in the red zone. And I think we should seriously consider him. I'm happy to sort of put it off for now in case we don't have a spot, but he's going to be one of those guys I really push for once we come back to the offense. Was I supposed to watch the 49ers offense? I thought we were just doing Sean McVay this this offseason. Look, I, I have many, many handsome, not as handsome as me, but many handsome mentors from which I have formed this offensive philosophy. So you just, you just have to keep up with me, pal. I'm going to do my best. All right, so let, let's try and round out the offense here. The offensive line, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Billy Turner, Brian Bulaga, those guys are, are we don't need to discuss them. Elton Jenkins is going to be on this team. The question for, for you, Matt, is, is Elton Jenkins going to be the starting left guard when the season opens? And if so, what do we do about Lane Taylor? 
Well, I want Lane Taylor on this team. He is not an ideal fit for my offense. I will admit, however, Brian Balaga, if he just sneezes while standing up, that could be, you know, three weeks on the sidelines. And when that happens, we are going to need someone to come in. Now, Billy Turner makes the most sense as a guy who could shift out from right guard to right tackle. We used him that way in practice and during the preseason. I I really think that that's going to be the move. And when that happens, you know, if, if Elton Jenkins is starting, we need Lane Taylor to come in or vice versa. So, you know, Lane Taylor is not really all that expensive. And yeah, even if he's not an ideal fit, I, I think he's someone that we want on the roster this year. All right. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, beyond that, are there players that you feel like in order to run what we want to run, that there are backups because we've got a, we've got a starting lineup here plus one. Are there guys that you feel like, look, I need their versatility. I need their, their long-term potential. What, what is your, your number one priority after this group? Well, I think it's twofold here. So because we have the guys already in the roster that we do, I think we actually have backup center and guard pretty well covered. I mean, we have practiced Elton Jenkins at center. We have practiced Billy Turner at times at center. And I think that really covers us in case something happens to Corey Lindsley. So I really want to focus on more of the the guard and tackle area, guys who can do both, or especially a guy who can do swing tackle. So the first thing that comes to mind is Alex Light. Yep has really improved over the course of training camp and from what we've seen in the preseason. And I mean, it's part of the reason why we let go of Jason Spriggs, which, hey, I I, I know you he wasn't your pick necessarily, but like, could, couldn't you have like nudged Ted Thompson or like, you know, crossed off the name on the card, just something to help us out with that one back in 2016? From this point on, we are not acknowledging any second round picks happened prior to Josh Jackson last year. And uh, until we actually see Josh Jackson on the field this year in NFL games, we may not acknowledge that one either. So let's try and move forward, Matt. Uh, beyond Alex, is there a, is there a backup guard outside of the the other group of the Lane Taylor, uh, Elton Jenkins duo that you feel like needs to be on this roster? Because that leaves us really with Lucas Patrick and Justin McCray. Between those two, we probably don't need to keep both, right? Yeah, and I would lean towards Justin McCray because of his positional versatility. Again, we have center pretty well covered. And actually, McCray has practiced a little bit at center. So in a pinch, perhaps he could do that too. But we know that he can play both guard spots and tackle. Maybe not super, super well, but if this is the eighth offensive lineman on a roster, I I think that's fine. Those are the eight that I'm comfortable with going into the season. You were not here last year when we had to watch a lot of Justin McRae start and play significant snaps for us. So you have you have less scar tissue on this one than I do. But as I said, he's played a lot of football for us. So I'm comfortable moving forward here. At the very least for now, we can come back if we feel like there's another guy. If we feel like Lucas Patrick, we can sneak him on. Let's have that conversation. What about Cole Madison? He can he played tackle in college, can play guard, can play center. Does his versatility intrigue you enough to try and sneak him on this team? Right now, I would say he can more line up at those positions than actually play them. I do think that's something that could change you know, over the course of the season, but I, I just don't think that he's worth putting on, at least right now. And because he missed all of his rookie year, which, you know, that one's on you, by the way, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that his problems were your problems, but perhaps you should have maybe sniffed that out a little bit before you drafted him. But hey, you know what? It was your first draft or one of your first drafts. And 
yeah, I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one. I mean, I'm giving you a lot of passes. You're not perfect, but I am here to help you out. Yeah, I appreciate your support in this trying time. Uh, the We can't move on to defense without trying to adjudicate this backup quarterback situation. I understand that we didn't sign a veteran, uh, and there could be some guys available out there. As, as we stand right now, which one of these guys, neither of whom looks very good, should we keep on the roster for now? Hey, they, they don't look good playing. They don't look good in the mirror. They're not nearly as handsome as I would like. Again, very important component to judging football players. I know how much you love Deshaun Kaiser. We've established your affinity for Notre Dame. Uh, I haven't looked at your resume recently. Did you attend Notre Dame? Uh, I did not. Did you want to attend Notre Dame? I feel like that has to be true, given your affinity for this university and its football players. It's a quality a quality institution. I myself went to the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, so I, I would appreciate it if, oh, you, see, if, the, you, if you speak about this. Lacrosse, Cross, Notre Dame. I, I figured it out. We've connected the dots. Nothing gets past this guy. We, we have to get back on track. We, this has gone off the rails now. All right. Well, what is your preference? Let's let's start that way. Well, I mean, one of my first moves when I when I got this job was to to trade for Deshaun Kaiser. So clearly that is where my allegiance is and not with a guy who has one career college touchdown and 13 interceptions. That's how I feel about it right now. And I feel like here is here's how I look at it. Okay, if Aaron Rodgers has a similar situation where he let's say, you know, he's going to miss four to six weeks. There are some guys out there who you could maybe go trade for if you need to win games. Backup quarterback is a dumb position, and we have not cared about it in Green Bay since Ron Wolf was on the sidelines. I still don't care about it, and if I cared about it, I would have signed a veteran. That's how I feel about it. Look, I can tell by the talent that you've assembled that you don't care about quarterbacks. I know you're being honest with me. Uh, Look, if it means that much to you, I will let you keep Deshaun Kaiser. Not happy about it, but I'm not sure I'd be happy about Tim Boyle either. No one should be. We're going to get back to Jason in just a second, but before we do, I want to talk to you a little bit about where you are putting your hard-earned dollars down this season, putting them on the line to win cash. The place you should be going is my bookie. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you have to do is pick five games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy people out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in a given game. Right now, when you use the promo code Locked On, they will double your first deposit up to $1,000 free money. Take advantage of this offer. Go to MyBookie and use the promo code Locked On At MyBookie, you bet, you win, you get paid. The reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. 
The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one-two punch to keep your one-two punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. All right, back to Jason. So let's move on to defense here. The defensive line uh, we we have to you know put some of these guys in the defensive line box, even though we understand that Mike Patton is going to play these guys all over the place. At least some of the outside linebackers are going to play the defensive line. Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, they're the guys we have uh, uh, under contract uh, for at least for the for the short term. We just signed Dean Lowry, just extended him. We're very excited about that. Who are the other guys that jump out to you, or at least that who Mike Pettin has communicated to you should be on this roster? Well, Mike Pettin really likes Montrevious Adams. I think it's because his first name sounds like an adjective. And, you know, Mike Pettin loves his adjectives, as you well know. Mm-hmm. So if that's how he feels, that's a, that's a weird reason to pick a player. But, you know, Mike Pettin, kind of a quirky, or a quirky guy. But yeah, I think Adams is probably the next guy in. And after that, I just I just took Kingsley Kiki. We're excited about him, right? We're happy about his yeah, growth. You know, look, I, I, I'm going to shoot you straight. You haven't necessarily killed these drafts. However, he seems like a very fine pick, especially considering where we got him. So, yeah, uh, Kingsley Kiki, Triple K, let's do it. Anyone else on this list? I, I have to be honest, not super excited about anyone but I, I do like Tyler Lancaster. I think he's he's someone that can play in the middle of our defense. You don't have a three four defense if you don't have a nose tackle. He can he can play that nose, and he can play the five, which we know that Mike Penn is going to use a lot as well. And therefore, I don't think it's unreasonable that he's going to play some more three like he did last year. I mean, he's not a pass rusher. No. I think we know this, but he is a very talented run defender. And even if that's not the primary focus of this defense. It is something that does have to happen. And if anything were to happen to Kenny Clark, I don't think anyone else that we have chosen to make the roster thus far can fulfill those run duty roles. But I think Tyler Lancaster can. Let's do it. All right. The only other question here is, is five enough? Well, I think it could be because of how much defensive line we're going to see out of our outside linebackers. There's a few other names I at least consider for this, but we we can put this off for now. Go to the other positions, come back when we know how many free spots we still have. So let's move on to another position. All right. Outside linebacker is an intuitive way to go here. Zadarius and Preston Smith, I paid a lot of money for these guys. It's up to you to make sure Mike Pettin utilizes them the right kind of way and that we set expectations here in, in, a, in a proper way. Rashawn Gary, I used the 12th pick in the draft on him. Very excited. Mike Smith loves this guy. 
might might be a little too excited about him if we're being honest. But look, I, I trust Mike Smith. Those three feel like the locks. Beyond that, it's getting ugly, Matt. Well, look, if Rashawn Gary is only going to get one tackle per game, we are going to need more guys here. And I felt like a shot. I, I, I felt like a shot. Hey, you're the one who said that, not me. I think that says more about your evaluation of these players than my own, even if I agree with it. But I, I guess Kyler Fackrell, I don't actually think he's that good, but it, there has to be somebody else. And, and at least with him, we have seen that he can clean up. He's not going to beat a lot of one-on-ones, and he's certainly not going to beat double teams. But if an offense is focused on other players, he can, at least in, on some occasions, produce some pressures and sacks. So I guess if we're, we're going to have to do someone, he's the dude. Unfortunately, we cannot transition to a blue chew ad from, from that, but, but let's get back into character here. Uh, inside linebacker, uh, Blake Martinez, basically the only healthy guy who's played NFL snaps uh, at linebacker on our team right now, because Oren Burks hurt, uh, Curtis Bolden hurt. We got to figure out what to do with those guys. It seems like, they they could get back at some point this season, so putting them on IR would end their year. We can't do that, right? I mean, we we got to we got to just keep them on here, placeholder for now. Yeah, e- even if they're going to go on IR, we really have to bring both those guys onto the fifty three. Burks was going to be if if only a nominal starter, he was still going to be a major contributor. And I mean, Curtis Bolton has been maybe the biggest surprise of anybody on the defense during camp in the Thank preseason. And, and again, well, I know I know you're very proud of that, but let's not forget. Uh, I tried to improve this team when I drafted Ty Summers. It seems like given the situation with our injuries, he just has to be on this team. Yeah, I mean, he's not ready to be a starter or even a major contributor, but we don't have a better option right now after the aforementioned injuries. And at least he can go out there and play. He understands the defense, which is very important, and that's why Mike Pettin was willing to let him relay the defensive calls. So even if he's not an ideal player for week one, week two, week three, he's someone that has potential. He's one of the most athletic linebackers that we have. And at least we know that he knows what to do, even if he doesn't always execute it to perfection. And he is a rookie. So, you know, that's something you hope comes with time. All right. So the cornerback room is a little bit crowded right now. Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, Tremont Williams, and and Kevin King. We think Kevin is going to be back sooner rather than later. That's four. We probably got to get to six, seven, eight, right? So who else on this list needs to be on the team, in your opinion, or in Mike Pettin's opinion, or, or in whoever's opinion matters right now? Well, let's be clear. My opinion always matters. If not the only opinion that matters, but again, I I try to stay modest. Let's let's continue. Crazy Tony Brown, yes, you try. Very I think hard. has to, it's very very hard. look. It's it is a lot of effort when you have all of the gifts that I do. But look, we don't have to go into all of them. We this conversation would go on for approximately eight hours. And hey, I I know you have to get back to trying to figure out how to match me in hair handsomeness, and that's going to take all of your time. So, Crazy Tony Brown has really improved. He We've given him time with the ones and, and not just because of the injuries that we had. Tony Brown has the physical tools to be a capable corner in the NFL. He has the mentality to be an absolute monster on special teams too. And we just spoke about how important special teams or improving special teams needs to be. 
I think he checks a lot of boxes. I want him on this roster. I'm with you. He he certainly makes me look good. Uh, was able to get him as an undrafted free agent. <clears throat> and I believe he was drafted by another team and you signed him as a street free agent. But you know, it's, you've changed history a couple times already. I, I don't want you to do it again. I, I want you to be honest Listen, with yourself. The reality is as general manager, you you delegate responsibilities and and people do it. You say, "Hey, do the thing," and and you do it. That's that's how this works, Matt. As a head coach, soon you'll learn this. I know you haven't been a head coach very long, but you'll learn this. So Tony Brown, we like Tony Brown. Kadar Holman, another player I drafted. Yeah, I want him too. He has maybe not been as impressive as Tony Brown, but considering that he's a rookie, considering that he's coming from the MAC. And and frankly, just considering that he hasn't played all that much football, he he didn't have like a traditional, you know, four or five year run at Toledo. I, I just I'm excited about his potential. I think that he can play for us now, even if it's only in a limited capacity. And you know, maybe a year or two from now, he could be an even bigger contributor. I, I if nothing else, we should have him now. All right. So that's six cornerbacks. Channon Sullivan, Kebianento, Night I you probably don't even know who these people are, do you? Uh, there's something called a Jacquez. I'm probably not pronouncing that correct- correctly. I probably don't have to. I don't think he's making our team. No. So if there was another guy we were going to include, it would be Chandon Sullivan. I, I'm not ready to go there. Six is a pretty good amount for me now. Maybe we come back to it if we solve some openings, but let, let's. I think we're good sticking with this group. All right. So safety, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. Those are the starters. We're pretty good there. Raven Green, maybe the most improved defender on this team. He has to be on on the roster right now. Absolutely has to. If we are really looking at this entire defense, not just one position at a time, that's the guy who we're going to play the most next to Blake Martinez, whether it's in sub or, or more of a traditional nickel. He can play linebacker. He's actually played already, I think it's 35 snaps in the box, whether as a true off-ball linebacker or as an in-the-box safety. He can really do it. I don't think that he's necessarily going to be a special player, but he's someone that we need. I don't even think we have to debate it beyond that. We don't. So we can't We can't just do three. It's got to be at least four of this group. Ibrahim Campbell probably not going to be ready when the season opens. He can stay on PUP, and we can figure that out later. Of this group, to me, the guy that, that makes the most sense is Will Redman. Has special teams value, shown a little bit in the preseason. I, I like the potential there. And then, you know, once Campbell gets healthy, Will can, you know, go do whatever Will wants to do. Yeah, if, if Campbell was ready now, he, he is the guy. Let's be clear. If he's not, and it's still unclear whether or not he's actually going to be able to return to the practice field before week one, then Redmond, I suppose, is the next option. We're, we're not going Trey Matthews. We're not going Mike Tyson. Uh, football player or boxer. And Natrell Jamerson has had moments, but I just don't think he's had the consistency that Redmond has. And he's another guy who can contribute on special teams. So if it's going to be one of those guys who isn't Campbell, I'm fine with him too. As In terms of specialists, Hunter Bradley and J.K. Scott don't need to discuss it. Uh, Sam Ficken, listen, I, I wanted to push Mason Crosby. Sam Ficken's just not good enough. Well, you know the reason for that, right? Like Crosby well, there's that, but also, you know, he doesn't really put the same care into his hair the way that Mason Crosby does. And again, handsomeness, so important in football. We don't talk about it enough. Crosby tries, Ficken doesn't. That's why Crosby's our guy. So, all right, so five. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. Uh, so that leaves three spots. 
we we have a couple questions that we're we're juggling in the air. Mercedes Lewis at the tight end position was someone we wanted to talk a little bit more about. Receiver was was a place we wanted to have more discussions. Cornerback potentially. For me, the player that we have not that we that we haven't discussed or that it, it, for me is the the top item on my wish list here. Darius Shepard. I mean, how, yep, how are yep. you? That's the exact name that I was thinking of. It, it's not just that he's had an impressive camp in a preseason because there's other guys who have been impressive too. But while Trevor Davis does make him somewhat redundant, I, I do think that we're, we can bring him on the roster. And frankly, if we don't keep uh, Mercedes Lewis, I don't think anyone else is going to claim him. And then if we put one of our guys in IR, whether it's St. Brown or one of the linebackers, I think we can just bring Lewis back. So we can actually sort of have both. And then if Trevor Davis has issues with injuries as he's had in the past, we don't presently have anyone else who can really perform those special teams duties. Darius Shepard can. I think that's our dude. I'm with you. All right. Seven receivers. That's a lot. We, I, I think but we, it's not really seven if one of them goes on IR. Right. So I, it's, it's like six and a half if, if more realistically. And I think that completes our offense, if we're being honest. Uh, I, I do too, although, you know, I, we don't have to have the conversation about Dexter Williams again. You know, this hurts my heart. So let's leave that there. We're going to, uh, do we decide then with that seventh receiver that that we think we can sneak Mercedes Lewis through and bring him back on the roster? Is that how we're going to play this year? I, I think so. And I'm so glad that I was able to shame you into not just keeping all your Notre Dame players. Let's be honest. It was a Herculean task, but... When you're as handsome as Hercules, you're able to do these things. So that leaves two spots for defenders. So who are the defenders that that Mike Patton is interested in keeping, that you're interested in keeping? What's your lean here? Okay, he's he hasn't had a great camp. Hasn't a bad camp either, to be clear. I think the next guy I would want to bring on is Fatal Brown. We those numbers are short. We don't know exactly when Rashawn Gary is going to be back to 100%, even if he's ready to go for week one. So that defensive line might be a little thin otherwise, at least early on. I think that's someone that we want. I mean, the only other guy I really seriously consider here is James Looney. Just frankly has not been as good. Yeah. And, and look in a, in a three, four, where I'm not going to play the three, four a ton. We're not going to have three down linemen a ton, but five defensive linemen does seem like it's a short number it seems like we need to go we need to go a little bit deeper there then then for me these last couple spots Shannon Sullivan is intriguing to me i think he could actually play snaps at cornerback if you needed him to that leaves James Crawford that leaves you know that that's really it for me those those two guys unless we want to go back and talk about an offensive lineman whether that's Lucas Patrick or Cole Madison but i think we had that conversation already so so where are you looking here, Matt? If everyone was healthy, I would lean towards Sullivan. However, we already have six corners. We only have four off-ball linebackers or pure off-ball linebackers, and two of them are hurt. We just need more bodies early on, at least in my opinion. So I don't want to see James Crawford on the field, but if we don't have him and then, you know, heaven forbid something happens to Raven Green or Blake Martinez, we just, we can't go into a situation where we don't have any options there. I think Crawford's the guy, and he will help out on special teams. I mean, he, he has made some pretty impressive plays there just this preseason, let alone last year. I think that's the guy, and if so, that completes our roster. 53 men. We did it, Jason. Oh, we're, we're back to ourselves? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, at a certain point, I can't, I can't do the bit anymore, especially, especially with as vainglorious as you made Matt Lafleur. I like wanted to punch Matt Lafleur in the face by the end of that. I, I thought, look, he when we've seen him in press conferences, and maybe this is by design, but he just he doesn't seem to exude a lot of like strong personality. And we've seen a lot of these coaches be, you know, act like that. And then we know from reports that behind the scenes, they're very, very different. And LaFleur easily could be one of those guys. But because we haven't seen him really show that personality, if he has one, I thought it would just be more fun if he was a vainglorious asshole. Hey, look, we don't prove that he's not. Prove that he's not. <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. what we're going to do here. Uh, Jason, uh, let our listeners know if they're not already, they're not already listening or following or, or reading all the things that you do, uh, let them know where they can find the work that you are doing. Cause it's, it's a lot. Well, you can find all the work I do via my Twitter account. Cause I will tweet those out. And that account is by underscore JBH or, or at by underscore JBH. You can find me at Acme Packing Company and SB Nation. You can find me at NFL.com and I can't announce it yet. But there's going to be another place you're going to be able to find my work very, very soon that I'm really excited about. Sounds great, Jason. Thanks for coming back on Locked on Packers. We will have you back very soon. Thanks, Paul. All right. I want to thank Jason again for joining the show. Always a fun time. And we're going to know pretty soon about these roster cuts here, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, likely in the next 24 hours, we're going to have an idea of who's on this team and who isn't. But first, there's a football game to be played right now could be going on right now you know maybe you're listening to this ahead of that game but a lot on the line here uh i didn't mention at the top of the show but the backers did trade reggie gilbert for a seventh round pick to the titans so that is one spot on the roster that potentially could be open or it's one less outside linebacker that they're going to keep we're going to see how they play that a lot to be decided here in the coming days so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast make sure you're following me on twitter make sure you're following the podcast on twitter Follow our newsletter, weekly updates. If you have our newsletter, if you're subscribed, you have it in your inbox. Go find it. Every Thursday, it's going to come out and bring you everything you need to know to be most up to date as a Packers fan. Please, please check that out. And anytime you want to hit us up, I've been getting DMs. I've been getting notes on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. Hit me up. Give me your questions. I will answer as many of them as humanly possible. Hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline for yourself, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.